favorite song. <laughs> I sing that song all the time. I wonder, I wonder. I sing that whenever I take a shower, <laughs> which means I sing it about once a year, about once a year. Uh, thanks. Thank you, band boys. I love that. Uh, how y'all doing? Good to, good to see you. Good to see you. Let me put this stuff right, right over here. Uh, Daggum. You all, you all look pretty. You look very, very pretty tonight. <laughs> so uh, thank you for being here. Um, your pastor, don't know if you know this, but he's a genius. Do you know that? He got himself a time machine, traveled back in time. He found me, and he said, hey, would you come to the future and be part of our living fertility scene or some such thing? And I said, well, sure. And he said, and then while you're there, maybe you could stick around and you could tell us a little bit about Christmas. Because, you see, I don't think folks quite get the concept. <laughs> so that's why I'm here. And I brought some notes. I don't forget nothing. Get her done. Uh, and you don't, want, you don't want a fella like me just going ad lib on you on Christmas Eve, all right? So anyway, my name is Larry, and I'm, I'm, I'm a shepherd. Now, before we get going, I know what some of y'all was thinking. You're saying, hey, you stupid towelhead, why'd you take off your sheet, right? Well, we did wear sheets and towels uh, back then, but that was because we didn't have access to fine apparel like this. I mean, if we'd have had access, I mean, you can bet your dog we would have we worn this. I mean, it says, look at that, it says Levi right there <laughs> on the hind end. I supplied sheep for the Levites, in the temple in Jerusalem. I'm, I'm a Jew from Bethlehem, which is just to the south of Jerusalem. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting, I'm kind of nervous. I'm not used to this. So if you would allow me, I just need to take a dip. <laughs> Don't worry. Since I got religion, I switched from skull to Folgers. I just keep it in the can for convenience sake. Because when you're out there abiding in the fields, you don't have any way to plug a fancy coffee device into an electrical outlet. So you just take a little bit of this, a pinch, and you take the old one Valdez, you just put it right there between your cheek and gum. Mmm, that's good. Before you know it, you got an espresso. Mm -hmm. If you don't like espresso, you just wait a little bit, and before you know it, you got yourself a mellow yet full-bodied French roast. <laughs> I do believe that I will have a latte. Hmm. Maybe a pumpkin, pumpkin spice latte. Hmm. Woo! That's, I'm feeling better now. <laughs> now, oh, I got to put the lid back on that before I put it in my pants. Uh, now, some of you, I'm looking around at some of you, some of y'all's, a little bit perturbed, and I think I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I got all dressed up and everything, and now I come here and I got to listen to this redneck and watch him spit. I've been to the mall. I've seen the nativity scenes there. Them fellows in the nativity scenes, they are all nice and respectable alike and, and clean, but this feller, gum, he looks like he stinks. 
For God's sakes, it's Christmas Eve. Well, if that's you, you see, maybe you don't get the concept. Religious folks in my day didn't get the concept neither. They didn't get uh, concept uh, C, concept Christmas, because to understand concept C, you got to understand concept A, and you got to understand concept B. If you would, you can reckon concept A as right over here. A stands for stuff like A plus and angelic and antiseptic, hallelujah, amen. A stands for agios. In Greek, that word begins with an A and it means holy. God is holy. Now, no one knew for sure exactly what concept A was, nor what holiness exactly was, except when we was pretty sure it wasn't sheep poop spitting or sin. It meant clean, and everything unclean had to be atoned for. That means like made up for. The unclean thing of disposed of outside the camp. And in my day, Jerusalem was the camp. So there was like a, a wall between Jerusalem and Bethlehem. Can you, can you imagine that? Them priests and Levites worked in Jerusalem. Inside of Jerusalem was the, the temple, and in the Jerusalem, inside the temple in the Holy of Holies was concept A, Agnus Dei. That's Latin. That means glory of God. Them priests that, that worked the temple, they had to like constantly clean themselves, take baths and stuff, and use perfume and, and such. And not just them, but any Jew, any good Jew had to take like a bath like three times a day. Dead gum looked like, looked like a bag of prunes in Jerusalem. Well, think of concept A as right here, concept A. Way over here, I want you to think about concept B. Now, B, B in Bethlehem, B uh, stands for something uh, entirely different. B stands for bottom, behind, but. I mean the conjunction, of course, because there's children present. But but and booger and burp and bad gas and bull and, and, and bar my barn, concept B, my barn. But it wasn't really so much a barn as it was a stable. It wasn't even my barn. It was my boss's barn. But it was a stable, not even so much a stable, but more like an animal shelter and full of, full of sheep pooping and spit. Not necessarily sin, but the byproduct of sin. Death and decay and, and dirt and, and such. It was just about as far outside the camp as a feller could, could get. You know, your pastor, he took me to the mall and he showed me some of them nativity scenes at the mall. We took pictures and I think I know your problem. Video girl, would you show that first picture? picture? See the problem? That don't look like concept B. That fellow in the back there on the left don't look like me. Next picture. See the problem? See how, see how clean it is? Don't see any concept B. Next one. Okay, this one's just kind of disturbing. I don't know who the... <laughs> I don't know who the old guy in the red coat is staring at the baby Jesus. But next one, next one. But what's really disturbing is we looked at like hundreds of these things. And I didn't see so much as one little sheep poo-poo. <laughs> and, and that there is your problem.
You ain't never going to understand. You ain't never going to understand uh, concept C if, if you don't get if you don't uh, understand concept B. You need to understand concept B in order to get concept C. <laughs> well, gum, you got a really nice manger here. Right, right here looks pretty good, but there's no, there's no boogers or, or spit or no unclean bodily excretia. And around the manger, there's no concept B. Don't look like no manger to me, so I brung something to fix your problem here with you um you just wait a second there uh this is called the baby ruth bar this looks just like concept b mmm <laughs> and it tastes like chocolate so i'm gonna put one of these bad boys right down there maybe another one put some concept b around the manger now your pastor told me he said, Larry, a lot of the folks in our church, they invested good money in these nativity scenes. And uh, I, I, I don't think they quite get, get the point. So I got a present for you. I don't want you to waste your money. Uh, you can think of this as, oh, here's my hat. You can think of this as, as a nativity scene repair kit, okay? You got one of them outdoor nativity scenes? There you go. That's a repair. That's for you. And you, and you got to, if you raise your hand, if you got a nativity scene, okay, and you need a nativity scene repair kit, there you go. Okay, you just, these are baby Ruth bars. You just sprinkle a few of these bad boys down around your manger, and your manger will look authentic, okay? And I got, oh, and I got these. These are good for outdoor mangers. There you go. Yes, sirree. If you got an indoor manger, you know, with the, got the little nice indoor mangers there. I got these for the indoor mangers. These are, these look just like sea poo-poos. And they're sweet, mama, so the children can eat them. They're wonderful, they're sweet. So if you got an indoor, indoor one, who wants one of these? You need a manger repair kit. There you go, pass those around. And I'll have some up here afterwards and you can come up and get some. <laughs> yes, sir, there you go. Manger repair kit. Manger repair kit for you, because you gotta understand the the concept, concept B, because ain't no nativity scene without concept B. See, concept B is not clean. Concept B is full of stink, and that's where a shepherd lives. Maybe that's where we all live. I mean, you can verify this if you want, but you take the prettiest, fanciest, nicest lady, like that lady that read the nativity story, you know? You take the prettiest, fanciest, nicest lady here, you go set her out in the field, come back in two or three days, she'll stink. Mm -hmm. It's like the stink is inside us just waiting to get out. I mean, some of you right now, I see you sitting there smiling, looking at me all nice and pretty and everything, and I know you're just holding this stink in, aren't you? <laughs> I apologize, Lord. I apologize for suggesting that these people are all stinky, but, but daggum, you know that it's true. You got dead things rotten inside of you, right? You got dead plants and dead animals. We call it food on the way in. Concept B on the way out. We're all trying to hide the stink. That's what most religion is. 
Concept B, covered in fancy words and such like a whitewashed tomb. Pretty on the outside, <clears throat> full of stink on the inside. Well, we shepherds were stinky on the inside and stinky on the outside. We couldn't hide the stink. Maybe you're here tonight all nervous and scared because you're losing a game of hide the stink. Maybe you're drinking yourself to sleep every night. Maybe you've been abused and now you're doing some abusing. Maybe you're fixing to leave your wife or divorce your husband. Maybe you've been thinking about taking your own life because you're losing a game of hide the stink. Now you're sitting in a room full of religious folks on Christmas Eve feeling just about as far away as you could from God and Christmas and such, but tell you what, you may be closer to Christmas than you think. For in order to see Christmas concept C, you got to be honest about concept B. In other words, you got to lose a game of hide the stink. Well, we shepherds, we'd already lost the game of hide the stink. Now, sure enough, there's some famous shepherds in your Bible, but unless you got one of them scratch and sniff Bibles, you can't smell those fellers. <laughs> but you could smell us in, in Bethlehem. They all looked down on us in Bethlehem because we was unclean. In Leviticus or some such thing, it says that, you know, you touch a dead animal that you didn't kill or you get the wrong kind of bodily excretion on you. And you's unclean. And according to them fellows, in order to get clean, you had to sacrifice a lamb. Now, don't that beat all? Because we supplied the lambs. They needed us to feel clean. But they wouldn't touch us because we was unclean. Wonder if it's different today. Back in my day, they sacrificed lambs every day in the temple. At Passover, they sacrificed thousands and thousands of lambs. There was blood everywhere. I didn't exactly understand it, but a lamb, I guess, was like a gift to God, a present to God, or some such nonsense. I mean, I figured that we had a sick God, a cruel God. You got to understand, we raised sheep for wool. <coughs> So we didn't eat one unless we had to. They're like pets. <clears throat> Not dogs, but, but lambs. Read, read your Bible and, and you'll see. I mean, they're cute and cuddly. Why, uh, they'll learn your voice and follow you around. And that's how we'd shepherd the sheep. They knowed our, they knowed our voice. Well, then priests and pastors, check this out. Did you know that pastor and shepherd are the same word in your Bible? Them priests and pastors, them shepherds in Jerusalem, they didn't care for the sheep. The sheep didn't know their voice. That's why they had to build so many walls and fences. They was lousy shepherds. King David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. <laughs> I, I didn't get that. That didn't make no sense to me. Figured if the Lord is a shepherd, he'd just like lead his sheep to the slaughter. See, I supplied the temple with them sacrificial lambs and <clears throat> it wasn't pretty. 
My connection was a, a feller that they would make high priest in a few years. You can read about him in your Bible. Fellow's name was Anus. That's funny. I don't care who you are. That there is funny. Fellow's name was Anus. That's right. That's concept B. All dressed up as concept A. You used to always say to me, it's pronounced Anus. And I'd say, yes, sir, Mr. Anus. Get her done, Anus. <laughs> he didn't like me. <laughs> but he needed me. Barely even look at me or talk to me, didn't know my last name, just called me Larry, Larry the sheep guy, or sometimes redneck, redneck. Everybody loves to make fun of rednecks. You know, Abraham was a redneck. That's right. Married his half-sister. He was a shepherd. Shepherd married his, his half-sister, then pimped his bride trying to save his own tail. His son Isaac basically did the same thing. His son Jacob, the name means cheat. The name means uh, cheat. He fathered basically all of Israel because his four wives had a cheating fertility contest. Yep, it's true. Just go read your Bible. You'll find out. And there's always on the move. I mean, Israel practically invented the travel trailer. All of Israel was like one giant trailer park. King David himself was a shepherd boy from Bethlehem. You see, the Bible is the story of God and the rednecks. <laughs> of course, I, I didn't see it that way back, back then. Um, because all those religious types, they were so good at playing the game of hide the stink. Well, they was using me. And so they hated me. And I hated them. I hated me. I hated everyone. I was stinky on the inside. I was stinky on the outside. I knew I stunk. I was a piece of concept B. And God... Well, God was way over here in concept A, if there was a God. If there was a God, I figured he surely didn't care about me. Or worse, he cared about me like you care about a turd in the punch bowl on Christmas Eve. Just want to dispose of it. Throw it outside the camp, over the wall. No good, no good, good for nothing, no good Larry the, the sheep guy. I covered my pain. I covered my pain by making a lot of everything. A comedian. I had a friend named Harold. He covered his pain with just plain old mean. He was scary mean. Had a heart like a stone. We called him the Harold. The Harold wouldn't let anyone in except his pet Lammy. Ain't that something? He had a he had a pet Lammy. Like one of those murdering, mass murdering psycho types, you know, with a pet kitten. You know, they're like that because they've been hurt so bad. Everyone's a threat, so they hide their heart behind a wall of stinky mane. Everyone's a threat except for that little lamby, that little, that little kitten. Will come past over time. I half expected the Herald to just go psycho with rage. Psycho on them priests, psycho on God. Of course, Harold said he didn't believe in no God, which means I, I knew what it mean. I mean, he hated God, and I hated God too. I suppose I, do you hate God? You been hiding that stink? Well, I was depressed. I was depressed and angry, angry and depressed. However, I was in therapy. 
I'd tell my troubles to Harold, and then he'd say, blow it off, Larry. It don't matter. There ain't no God, and besides, you're a butthead. <laughs> well, late one night, long about zero, I don't know if it was A.D. or B.C. I'd never figured that one out, but <laughs> long about zero, we was out abiding in the fields. That's what was so great about those uh, sheets. It was like you were wearing your sleeping bag wherever you happened to be abiding. <laughs> we're long, but we're out abiding in the, in the fields. People say sometimes, well, what do you boys do when you're out abiding in the fields? Well, we wonder. We wonder as we wonder. So long about zero, abiding out in the fields, I, I, said to, I said to Harold, I said, I wonder as I wonder out under the sky if God gives a rip for fellas like you and like I. And he said, shut up, Larry. And I said, but we're just poor lonely shepherds in fields where we lay, in fields where we lay keeping our sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep said, Larry, we're standing up. It's not cold. It's not deep. How could a night be deep? Is that the only thing you could think of that rhymes with sheep? Why do you keep rhyming everything anyways? And just then, kaboom! This huge, floating, glowy angel thing appears above our head. First, I thought it was one of them aliens, because them aliens, you know, they like us redneck fellers. <laughs> but it was a different kind of alien. It was like glowing with Concept A, more Concept A than you ever did imagine. Kaboom, we hit the dirt because we were sore afraid. That's what sore afraid means. It means you're so afraid. You, you're sore, sore afraid. But this angel, this angel named Lo, Lo the angel, Lo says to us, fear not. And I'm like, yeah, right, Lo. Think I'm gonna have to change my sheet. <laughs> Fear not, he says, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, unspeakable joy that shall be to all the people. For unto you, Larry and Harold and all the people, is born, uh, uh, is born this day in the city of David, that's Bethlehem, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And suddenly with the angel, there was a multitude of the heavenly host. Now, the heavenly host is not like Martha Stewart standing at the pearly gate with a quiche. That's not the heavenly host. Heavenly host is an army. It's an angel army. I figured there's like 12 legion of these bad boys. And they had like fire and flaming swords and they was clean. I mean, I remember when I saw them, I thought, oh, this is it for planet Earth. This is judgment day. I braced myself. And then I heard singing. They was singing. The heavenly host was they, they, they was just singing, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I look over at the herald and he's just white as a sheet, white as one of your sheets, very white. I look over and I'm thinking to myself, why wow, he's rethinking that ain't no God statement. <laughs> and I said, hark, the herald, angels are singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to cover the sad. I'm just so glad. I just it was just so glad. I mean, it was so joyful and glad and wonderful and strange and holy and powerful. I mean, their song was so powerful. I figured they don't need those flaming swords. Just the song and the walls of Jericho come tumbling down. Walls of Jerusalem will come tumbling down. Walls around Larry the sheep guy's heart come tumbling down. And you see, it was an invasion. 
It was an invasion of planet Earth by concept A, the angel. It was an invasion of planet Earth, and it was like they was storming the beaches, and one of them looked over and said, Hey, there's Larry, and there's Harold, and let's ask them to sing along. The heavenly host. And then I remember thinking, Where's the Lord of hosts? The commander of God's army. You read about him in the Bible, the God-man. Where's the Lord of hosts? And then I listened to what they were saying, and I thought about it. It hit me. What lo, the angel was saying, unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I figured that must be the Lord of hosts, the King of concept A. Unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. A manger. Now, the only manger between us and Bethlehem was in my barn. <clears throat> the very epicenter of concept B. Uh, boogers and spit surrounded by sheep poop and baby Ruth bars. Now, we was rednecks, but not even one of us fellers would even think about putting no baby in a feed bin. That'd be a sign, all right, but most folks would read it as pointing in just the wrong direction, not to the king of kings, but to like the last and the least of all the rednecks. I mean, I figured a fitting sign would be like, like the baby floated or glowed or something like that. And that's what you think too, because I've seen your nativity scenes with the glowing babies. And you sing that song, Radiant Beams from Thy Holy Face. I mean, think about it. If the baby glowed, then Herod wouldn't have had to kill all those babies in Bethlehem, now would he? He could have said to his soldiers, oh boys, only kill the floaty glowy ones. Point being, he looked like every other dirt poor redneck baby. I mean, maybe every dirt poor redneck baby is a sign, and you miss it because all the concept B and the stink. Well, anyway, they were singing. They were singing and singing. All of a sudden, lo, and the angel hosts, they just like disappeared into the heaven. I look at Harold. Harold looks at me. We looked at the boys. We just kind of wandered around, confused, until we made our way over to Bethlehem. I remember peeking around the backside of the stable, and sure enough, seeing these two kids. And I smelled blood and birth waters and sweat. Unclean bodily excretia. In the manger, there was a pile of rags, and out of the rags came crying and wailing, just screaming. You sing that song, Little Lord Jesus, no crying. What a stupid song. <laughs> you try being born in a barn and stuck in a feed bed, and you'd cry too. And that's the dead gum miracle that the King of Kings would cry his tears in my manger, that the King of Glory would choose to be born in my barn. I stood there just taking it all in, and then I just couldn't help it. I, I exclaimed, sweet mother of God! And this young thing, she turns around and says, I'm sorry, sir, but there was no room in the inn. Think about that. No room in the inn, no, no room in Bethlehem, no room in Jerusalem, no room in the temple, but there was room in my manger, the sanctuary of the living God. 
All the concept A wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in my concept B. You know, religion is all about hiding your concept B in what appears to be concept A. What you pretend is concept A, but this was concept A, born into concept B, making concept C. Concept A plus concept B equals concept C, Christmas. And it was, it was an invasion. It was an invasion of concept A, surprise attack through my manger. God was invading planet Earth with concept A, and concept A wasn't just a concept. Now, there's a concept for you. Concept A wasn't just a concept. Concept A was a person, and that person, the Lord of hosts, was a redneck. A redneck and a comedian. Because this is funny. Not sarcastic, funny, not... Not, not uh, my kind of funny. Funny that covers, you know, covers up a world distinct. No, this was like a joke deeper than the whole world distinct. This was like a joke on the, on the devil. Um, and not hiding the stink, but changing all the stink into perfume. The whole world was chasing glory, running away from my barn, and the king of glory chooses to be born in my barn. That's funny. The pastors and the priests were all building walls to keep the holiness in and keep me out, and my manger becomes the holy of holies. That there's funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny. And the joke's on you because the joke's for you, and if you could just laugh at yourself, he'd be born in your barn too. Maybe already is. And you're just afraid to look. See, I think he's fixing to surprise you with unspeakable joy. And you know that's what every daddy wants on Christmas. You set your kids up for joy. You want their joy. And so you say, I'm sorry, I don't think we could afford the deluxe plastic action shepherd fun set. Hmm. But then on Christmas morning, you surprise them. You give them their dream, the deluxe plastic action and entire farm fun set. Yahoo! Well, you know how it works. If the kids think that they earned it, you can't give it. By definition, it ain't a gift no more. It's payment. You know, most grown-ups, they don't, Grown-ups, they don't give gifts nor get gifts on Christmas. You know what they do? They negotiate trade agreements. Yep. That's what Anus and Caiaphas was doing with God in the temple. Negotiating trade agreements. They had no room for grace. They were so full of themselves. See, I think that's why Jesus was born in my manger. Because I knew I couldn't pay. And I knew I couldn't have the stink. And so I got the gift. <clears throat> concept A was born into concept B, making concept C. Say it with me, okay? Concept A okay, was born into concept B, making concept C Christmas. That's good, class. You're getting the concept. Back to the story. <clears throat> I'm standing there wondering, as I'm wondering, 
And the herald, he just walks right over to the manger. Just walks right over to the manger and picks up the Lord. He picks up the Lord. And the Lord stops crying like the Lord has found his home in Harold's arms. And Harold, he starts laughing and giggling and singing to the Lord. Singing to the Lord, a host. I had never seen Harold like this except maybe once or twice in the past when he was holding this little lamby. I had that thought and all of a sudden shivers went down through my spine. And I thought, oh, good Lord. Don't let them pastors and priests get a hold of this, Lammy. I put that thought out of my head and went back to wondering as I was wondering and staring at the manger. We stayed there. We stayed there for hours until like around dawn when Harold did go psycho. He just went psycho, but not psycho with rage. You see, the Herald really was the Herald. He went running through the streets of Bethlehem yelling about angels and sheep pooping the glory of God. That's concept A, B, and C. And the people, behold, they came out of their homes and they looked upon the Herald and they said, Shut up, you stupid drunk redneck shepherd. <laughs> Not everybody gets the concept. Well, you know the story. King Herod flied into Egypt, returned to Nazareth. You know, they said nothing good comes out of Nazareth. You know why they said that? Because Nazareth is, is a redneck town. You see, the Lord was a redneck. Think about it. From Nazareth, born in a barn, to an unwed, pregnant, teenage virgin. Say it again. From Nazareth, born in a barn, to an unwed, pregnant, teenage virgin. That there's about as redneck as you can get. <laughs> For the next 30 years, I continued to wonder as I wondered. I started going to the synagogue. Once I heard the rabbi read from Isaiah. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. Every year around Passover time, I find myself getting kind of nervous for three years uh, three years he, he preached and and I followed him around it was after John the Baptist came to Bethlehem and he said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and I started listening and I started following him I followed him around like a little lamby and if he's a little lamb you see he's also the good shepherd well, it was Passover when the false shepherd spilt his blood in the city and then took him outside the city and tried to dispose of him on a tree I figured this is when them 12 legion of bad boy angels would show up, but they didn't. I figured it was judgment day. And actually it was judgment day. Right before he died, he lifted his head on that tree of life and that tree of knowledge, and he cried out, Father, forgive them. And all at once it hit me. The Passover the sacrifices, the offerings, the Lamb of God, atonement. But not to a God who is cruel. Atonement to and for a people who is cruel. God was in Jesus reconciling the world to himself. And Jesus is the lamb. Jesus is the love of God poured out on this whole stinky world. Them angels didn't invade with swords of steel because their commander was invading with love. And then all of a sudden I knew what it was, concept A. The holy fire is burning love, bleeding love, 
It's the life of God. The life is in the blood. He was given us his life, and that's the good. God is good, and he's bound and determined to make us good, and that's his judgment. So God consigned all people to concept B in order that he might have concept A on all people, in order that all people might become concept C. Like me. Christmas is concept A in concept B making concept C me. Christmas is Christ in me. The living nativity scene, the fertility scene, the nativity scene is, is me. The sanctuary is me. It's, it's us, but it can't happen. Or you won't see it happen until you stop playing hide the stink. You got to confess the stink. Maybe you're mad at God. Maybe you're ashamed of yourself. And so you hide yourself from God because you think God is mad at you. Maybe you're addicted. Maybe you're embarrassed. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you think you got no stink. And my darling, that is the worst kind of stink. Whatever the case, I know you're looking for God. We're all looking for God. We're all looking for beauty and truth and life and love. And where are you going to find him? Well, you see, you'll find him in the last place you ever thought to look. Wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in your stinky manger. Because God is grace. And where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. That's Christmas. And when you see him, when you really see him, when you see him there covered in all your stink for the love of you, well, check this out. Your manger won't stink no more. <laughs> That's Easter. There's an old legend they tell in France about us shepherd boys. They say we all brought presents for the Christ child that night, except for, except for one particular shepherd. Truth is, none of us brought presents. None of us could afford no, no presents. Well, according to the legend, this one shepherd was named Le Enchant, the Enchanted One. And they say, according to the legend, that well, we talked, according to the legend, we, we, we talked and talked with Mary and Joseph, and someone said, where's Le Enchant? And we looked around for Le Enchant, and finally we found him under a blanket slung over the manger. There was Le Enchant, like a flame, taking its direction with the wind. They say, so Le Enchant found his love. He stayed there till dawn, whispering, Yesu, 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 given the one gift that the Lord desired himself. And you see, that part's true. Except of course, his name wasn't Le Enchant, it was Harold. <laughs> no longer the mean one. But Harold, the enchanted one. Enchanted by grace. It was concept A in concept B. It was Christmas. Now, Sing this song like you really mean it. 
and you'll be Christmas too. Dagum, you might even be a herald. <laughs> so, uh, band boys, choir boys, come up here and uh, lead this song for us, if you would. And uh, I'm gonna go get the I'm gonna go get the pastor. He'll be back in a minute. Thank you. Well, you heard the story from the perspective of Larry, the sheep guy. Uh, John kind of told it from the angle of a Greek philosopher when he wrote, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word, the Logos, was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life is the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Concept A entered concept B, making Christmas. And that word became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth. So we're going to remember that now by lighting our, uh, our candles. So I'm going to take this light from our Christmas candle. And what we'd like you to do, um, we'll turn off the spotlights here in just a minute. I'll light a few of the candles down front here. And then as we sing Silent Night, um, and the Radiant Beams line is good, okay? It's metaphorical. It's a, anyway, he really is the light. But anyway, um, if you have an unlit candle, would you do this? Would you be sure to bend the unlit candle to light it from the lit candle? That way the wax doesn't drip on the floor or start a fire in this old church that doesn't have a sprinkler system. So think about that, okay? Um, but uh, let's... Let's worship him, all right? The light shines in the darkness. Sleep in heavenly peace, for the light shines in the darkness. There is so no darkness so dark, there is no hell so deep that he does not descend into that place and has descended into that place. So may you have the courage to look and to see him. Our God is burning love and he loves you. You need to know that. Merry Christmas. And now, if you would, I'll talk like Larry the Sheep Guy now. You could just lick your finger and snuff that bad boy out like that, okay? And then you can drop it in a bucket on the way out. Merry Christmas. Thanks for coming. It's so great to have you here. <laughs>